Gary Williams Stoller. Laura Independence Day. How are you? Ooh, I'm good. That was clever. Pretty good. Uh, welcome Get to that. a day Get... in sports. That's right. Uh, July 5th, day after Independence Day. That's right. Laura Independence Day. That could have been a good little name. Agreed. Too bad they didn't. Oh, Gary, what do we have going on? Well, let's go right to Maya Moore. Uh, We mentioned her last week uh, of the WNBA sitting out this year. What news has developed, Laura, in the last seven days? Um, It's been everywhere. How amazing. So she and you have the the more specifics, but she was able to, she spent this entire time time trying to free a man who was wrongfully accused and in jail. Like, wow, that's amazing to me. Like, how did she find out? And then how did she get so invested that that's what she spent an entire year working on? It's really amazing. It's like the book, Just Mercy, right? It's like a similar kind of. Path. It, it is. And, it, and we could certainly spend a whole episode just talking about this and, and the details. Um, Jonathan Irons, a Missouri man, uh, was sentenced to 50 years in prison for burglary and assault with a gun. And I, without going into all the details, Maya learns of it, sees the injustice. Um, he has already spent had spent 23 years, so about half almost, of that 50-year prison sentence. Um, He's 40 years old, Mr. Irons is, and this week her efforts were successful as he walked out the front doors of the correctional center. Yeah, that was cool. Hopefully a lot of you got to see the video and the images of that. And now I wonder what will she do? Is she taking this year off? continually and will she keep working on other justice initiatives um i mean i imagine this kind of catapults her into doing other things besides basketball uh, it, it is and what i and, and i don't think she's not released exactly yet what she's going to do uh and plus I, there's a pause right with covid19 um so so she certainly has the ability to let it um, sit for a bit, so to speak, and and really relish in what is an incredible story. And if you've not seen any of the videos yet, listeners, please um, Google and, and watch him walk out the front doors and, and the people who are present. And it's pretty moving, to say the least. Yeah, it is. And let me just mention Maya Moore, probably one of the best basketball players ever to play the game. It's true. Really good. I mean, it's always been probably one of the best. One of the best. Um, And, you know, some will say not just a a female basketball player, right? You're talking best basketball player. Sure. But females, (laughs) specifically probably top five female in the history of the game. Specifically. And certainly could, I think we could put her in with the all-time greats in general. Um she, I just lost my train of thought on this. She was interviewed, of course, and doesn't really want to do a whole lot of the talking. And, and that's why she said she took the year off so that she could truly focus on the details of this case, garnering the support needed. And then certainly she's gotten plenty of support now from many famous 
people, in particular, other athletes around the league, in particular, the NBA. Yeah, which is cool. And what's great is her home team for the WNBA is in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, which just is an interesting tie in. And her the coach and the general manager released a bunch of statements about how proud they were and how she's this is the most important part and thing for her to do. They've been very supportive, which is cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, I hope we get to see her play again. And and I, I think that in, in some ways this pause due to coronavirus might, you know, help her to now take the time she needs to get back in shape if she needs it and come back. I mean, what a what a story that would be. However, she may decide that this is her true calling and that basketball was the vehicle that got her. Here. I know that that would be cool, too. Stay posted, everyone. Keep your eye on Maya Moore. See what happens to her. That's true. What a story. Um, let's uh, keep it in the in basketball, at least, and talk, Laura, about this high school senior, five-star senior, who has recently committed to a school that doesn't usually get, or even a category of school that doesn't usually get these five stars. I know. It's so exciting. Um, so, yeah, so he's a five-star athlete, and his name s- escapes me again. We don't know how to pronounce it maybe correctly, <laughs> but. Well, it, it's either, his last name's Maker or Mocker, uh, and the first name is M-A-K-U-R as well, and I have to say I don't know how to pronounce it. It could be Maker Maker or Makur Maker. Um, That's fun for the announcers. <laughs> fun, right, Maker, right. So, uh, sir, but, but anyway, go on. Yeah. So what's amazing, and this I thought this kind this is what I alluded to a few weeks ago. I think players are going to be really thoughtful about where they sign on now. He had offers from Memphis, Kentucky, UCLA. They were the finals, and Howard University, a historically black college, in university. And he chose to go play at Howard, and he hopes that other players will follow suit. And he named in his article that keeps that are that are going around. He names players that he hopes will join him. Um, that haven't signed yet. And so like, he's other five-star recruits. He's like, I hope you'll join me. And so what if they did? And what if they made Howard like a basketball power? Um, And he said, he's doing this on purpose, you know, as a way to invest back into historically black colleges and universities. Um, And he hopes other people do it, which I just think is such an amazing thing to do. It it is. I mean, it shows uh, again, a a commitment um, to improving the lives of, in particular, young black men, um, continuing to highlight what has been happening now for several weeks across the country and throughout the world. And, and to turn down these blue chip programs to go to Howard is, you know, similar to Maya Moore, right? And sticking with her convictions and stepping away from basketball, he although not involved quite to the degree. I don't want to make a a perfect analogy here. That's not my point. But he also is taking a stand. He could be doing something different. But it's important to him to, as you say, give back to the community. And in his mind, as he said, he wants this is, is doing the right thing. So cool. So everyone watch out for Howard this year. I mean, even if nobody else joins them, they're going to have um... – one of the best players in the country joining them, which I think is going to be exciting and maybe people will follow suit. So maybe Howard will become the next top 10 um, basketball program. It, well, if he can lure a couple of these others, as you said, he, he called out some of the other top prospects that he knows that he's played with um, played against. 
and we'll see what they decide. Now, there is a caveat. He said he's not going to go to the G League um, for sure. If he were to be projected first round mm-hmm. um, in the NBA, he he probably would forego Howard um, for that. But he's committed to Howard if, for, for now. <laughs> for now, right? Um, so we'll see how that goes for him. I say good for him. Yeah. Um, let's move over to, uh, the NFL. Uh, we have, uh, you and I talked a couple of episodes ago about the names of some teams just in professional sports. And we called out the Washington Redskins. What's happening there? Well, as you know, the owner has been holding onto that name like a death grip. (laughs) He's He's basically said he will never change it and all of that. But then financial pressure. So it's FedEx, right, is the is the name of the stadium that they play in. And they have called him out um, and said, you need to change the name. And all these sponsors, something in the like 600 million worth of dollars, like are putting pressure on him to change it. He hasn't actually come out yet and said we're going to change it. but people think he will. Um, and there have been a lot of names being kicked around. And um, if you are interested, if you're a betting person, um, Vegas has odds right now on what the new mascot will be. Um, and one of the funnier ones that's 10,000 to one odds is the Trumpians. Um, so <laughs> went a lot of money on that if they picked it. Uh, I didn't know will. that. Um, but it's pretty funny to see the names that people think. And now there are a bunch of names getting kicked around. And a lot of other teams getting pressure from their sponsors as well um, for pre- for changing their name, like the Atlanta Braves. So it'll be interesting to see well, if he caves. It, it will be. And I think he will. Now, in, I think it was in 06, he actually said never, um, that it's a it was a dead issue um, to him. But of course, things, you know, things are quite different 14 years later. Uh, so I do think there's enough more momentum now. And, and as you said, when there are millions of dollars on the line and advertising dollars and the namesake of the stadium FedEx yeah. is the, the major impetus here to, uh, for change. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to see it. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, our question of the day is related to this. Um, but if, if we stick with name changes, the Cleveland Indians now have said they also are looking at their name change. And it's certainly my childhood team, mm-hmm. the Indians. Um, I think most all of us were happy to see one of their logos go away a few years back, which was the smiling, red-faced Chief Wahoo. Um, many people said probably caricatured to also look drunk, drunk and happy. Right. Uh, Chief, Chief Wahoo went away and they went with the C, uh, C for Cleveland. Um, and sometimes the script I for the Indians. Uh, so we'll see if, if Cleveland also, I, I'd say if these two teams. Oh yeah. Then you're going to see the Chicago Blackhawks. I think a lot of teams are going to start to, to have to change. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know, will the Atlanta Braves? Um, yeah, there's been a little it, talk I, of it. I mean, you can't have these major teams change their names. I feel like, and you <laughs> somehow you hold on. Like it's going to catch up with you. Uh, it's a smarter move. It's playing offense instead of defense for those other teams. 
um, I would encourage them to, to yeah. get on the, um, to get on it and think about what they're going to name their new mascot. Well, and I just have to say any, for the most part, any team that has a native American name is probably not really deeply connected to the native American experience. Right. Um, so while there might have been a connection many, 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 many years ago, it's most likely lost, even if there ever was one. So the time has come, I'd say, even for my beloved Cleveland Indians. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what everybody um, It will be. Now, let's talk a little baseball, but, but not just baseball. It'll bleed into some other areas. Uh, I'd talk about some retired athletes, Laura, who are still making a fair amount of money annually and they don't play again. They're retired and unbelievable. I, I think this is what I always would say. If anyone asked me, you should play baseball if you can play professionally, because one, you get huge contracts and it's pretty much guaranteed money. And so yeah. what you see is all these players with guaranteed money that are getting paid until like 2026, 2028. The other day was Bobby Bonilla day, which I guess people celebrate. Um, because he's still getting paid millions of dollars from the Mets, poor Mets. Um, and they're still paying him. Prince Fielder's still making a million dollars or more a year. King Griffey Jr., guys, is still making money and is still on the payroll. Um, Kevin Garnett is still making millions of dollars. I mean, there's so many players, even that's in the NBA. Um, so many players are still making tons of money um, and they're doing nothing. It's a really good agent. Somebody needs to make sure they get that agent that Bobby Bonilla got. You're not kidding. And, and some of these numbers, you know, Manny Ramirez um, yeah. is still making about $2 million a year through 2026. Um, so, yeah, Bobby Bonilla, just under $2 million a year until 2035. Oh, 2035. Now, that is why we're all celebrating Bobby Bonilla. That is really it, it impressive. Is, he last played for the Mets in 1999. He's getting almost 2 million a year for 36 more years after he Bonia. I loved Bobby Bonia. I have to make a plug here because I was um a big fan of that outfield, Bobby Bonia, Barry Bonds and Andy Van Slyke. And Bobby Bonia was my favorite player and I had a figurine of him, like an action figure that I used to play with and keep on my desk. <laughs> Oh, the thing we learned, Laura. I had the weirdest sports interest when I was younger, but I was really into that outfield and really into Bobby Bonilla. It's so weird. He was my favorite player. Favorite player yes. who, through 2035, Ken Griffey Jr., $3.6 million a year for another few years. Um, Ichiro, uh, he... Still getting paid. Still getting paid through 2032. So uh, there are plenty of retired athletes, but Bonilla, I mean... There's no one close. Yeah, he wins. And I'm telling you, kids, get into baseball and um, just just do well enough to get paid for the rest of your life or go to the NBA, have a really good career and get out because you can make a ton of money there, too. <laughs> but those two those two sports, you got a lot better shot than, uh, unfortunately, the NFL. Uh, it's true. And if we talk about salaries, Laura, well, let's go to Cam Newton, uh, who we reported last week is now with the Patriots on a one-year deal. Yep. 
um, that could earn him up to seven and a half million if he plays and and hits all those benchmarks and and elevators elevator clauses in the contract. Um, but he could make um, you know as little as a million or just over. What's interesting to see the players, the other quarterbacks, I should say, who will be making more than Cam Newton, who not all that long ago was MVP. And amazing. I mean, it's crazy how fast his stock dropped. Yeah, like I bet you Andy Dalton as a backup for the Cowboys makes more. I think he's making more guaranteed money. More guaranteed. Ryan Tannehill. 37 and a half million is what he was given. Um, Taysom Hill with the Saints, 16 million. Who's the third string because Jameis Winston's now at the Saints. Third string, Teddy Bridgewater, who was with the Saints, is now he signed the $24 million contract with the Panthers. Bill Belichick Um, get a deal. I mean, he is the smartest little football mind of all time. Well, and it's, I don't, it might be lost on some, um, but not on, on others that the same day that uh, uh, Cam Newton's contract or signing was announced is the day that they were penalized for the, you know, the, remember the documentary where they said they were filming the sidelines, mm-hmm. Bengals, Browns, um, and really they're, it looked like they were getting signs, sign stealing and so on. Yeah. Well, they were fined. The same day as the Cam Newton signing, the Patriots were fined a million dollars and docked a third round pick in 2021. <laughs> so Seems yet again, funny. that organization, you know, it's 3D chess. I Man. think we'll, we'll really find out, you know, at the end of the season, assuming COVID-19 doesn't put a stop to it, just how good um, Bill Belichick really can be. We know he's already Hall of Fame. What can he do with this team? It'll be interesting to see. And if Cam Newton stays healthy, how, how will that go? Because the offense is going to have to look a lot different um, than it used to. So we'll stay posted on that for Cam Newton. Not making much money like he used to. Um, I wonder how he feels about that. But I guess he's glad he's got a team. I know. And you know, we, I, I know that we and our listeners, you know, we toss around these numbers like we understand them. Um, and, and we 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 use words like only seven and a half million he can earn, uh, but when you put it in into context, he's not used to having to work that hard for seven and a half million, right? He has to become the starter and be amazing. Yes, and and he was making more than that not all that long ago. Right, it's a big pick. Uh, so I'm. I'm with you. And and in our salary segment here that we're on, uh, let's jump over to uh, the University of Michigan. Uh, We have Jim Harbaugh, uh, head football coach, Jawan Howard, new head basketball coach, have just taken 10% salary cuts because of the big deficit that's coming due to COVID-19. Wow. And are other colleges following suit or is Michigan getting out ahead of it all? And Michigan. Yeah. Good question. Michigan got out ahead, but they're also one of the bigger programs and they're, they're going to lose a ton. I think their deficit right now is over 26 million. So they have to make it up somehow. Uh, But yes, uh, uh, plenty of other schools have had to make cuts. Um, 
you, this is just the biggest splash because Harbaugh makes seven and a half million a year and he's not going to get 10% of that uh, for the coming year. And, and Jawan Howard, I think he's around 2 million. Um, so he won't get 200,000 uh, in the coming year, but the, the cuts go across the program and it's tiered. So anybody making, I think, 50 more than 50,000 it's a seven and a half percent cut uh anybody under 50,000 working in the athletics department it's a five percent cut so it's real I mean yeah and, those and schools are gonna need to do it I mean because if sports come back in the next year or two things go back to normal probably right and maybe even more money is made because more people are trying to go and see it because it's been gone for so long I wonder um, but to take a cut for a year or two in most industries seems about right um, to be able to weather what's going on. It, it, it's true. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody can argue with the cuts. You know, uh, Jim Harbaugh, it, it, that makes the big news, right? Because he makes so much. But a 5% cut for somebody making 49000 a year is not insignificant. Right. Um, and we're seeing it a, a, across the board. Again, as I said, there's a list of colleges that, have announced some of this, but many haven't made it public. Mm. Um, there's salary structures. So, uh, well, let's jump to one more topic, Laura, before the question of the day. Um, for those who have been wondering or waiting anxiously for the Nathan's famous hot dog eating <laughs> contest results, they are in. They are in. It's, it's uh, an exciting sport. You can do that in um, social distance. You can safely have a hot dog contest eating. eating well, they did. It, it, and it's funny that you say that because they actually put some protocols in place. They didn't draw the big crowd at Coney Island outside that they usually do. And um, they're all usually what the, the, the contestants are up on a stage. And mm -hmm. um, so they also limited it on the men's and women's side to five. Uh, contestants each and kept them appropriately apart um, and had it indoors so that they can control the environment they said so yes i seem to know way too much no, what's important about, it's about all you got right now that you can get into the nathan's famous hot dog eating contest winner for the 13th time out of the last 14 years joey chestnut joey chestnut that guy can eat a hot dog i mean the key is you all know you dunk it in water and shove it into your mouth. That's the key. And, and including bun. Yeah. Including bun. Yeah. Soggy hot dogs. Do you remember how many he ate? He ate 75. It's his new record. <laughs> in 10 minutes. <laughs> 75 buns and hot dogs. And Laura, second place, uh, he ate, and I'm sorry, I don't have his name, um, 42 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. That is wow. a, what, a 33 hot dog deficit. Yeah, you would have thought Joey would have pumped the brakes a little bit when he knew he was 20 ahead of the other guy. I mean, that's Whoa. unbelievable. He ate 33 more hot dogs than than his the, the, the closest challenger. Um, on the women's side, Miki Sudo, um, who has won her seventh title, ate 40 ha 48 and a half Whoa. in 10 minutes. So she ate more than the number two male 
So she's second um, world. She she's second in the world if we look at it that way. You bet. Um, and I think her the contestant closest to her only ate something like twelve. Oh, how'd she get in there? I could get. I don't know. Not in ten minutes. <laughs> it's ten <laughs> minutes. You dunk them in water. Um, and each of them, um, happy to see the equity um, paid forth by Nathan's. It's uh, they each got ten thousand dollars each first place winner. Hmm. That's kind of like a either or question. Would you rather get ten thousand dollars? Wait, would you? Well, here, no. Here's the question: Would you for ten thousand dollars eat seventy five hot dogs? No, I wouldn't. So no, no. and I, <laughs> I, even if you said, "I'll give you an hour," yeah, I'd say no, thanks. I don't need ten thousand no. dollars and seventy five hot dogs. Laura, I think I would turn you down if you said, "I'll let you start at noon and you have to finish by eight p.m." Yeah, seventy-five or seventy-seven hot dogs? No way. In eight hours, let alone in, ten minutes. In a year, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I can eat that many <laughs> hot dogs. Um, I, I do think I'll, I'll I'll finish with this. I think it's funny. Miki Sudo, the the women's winner. Um, was asked how she felt afterwards. And she said, well, I, I feel pretty good, but I, I really don't think things have settled in yet. Oh. And I may have paraphrased that a bit, but I'm not far off. That's anyway, funny. way to go, Joey and Miki. Yeah, we're proud of you. You've done I'm something we proud. would never do. Uh, that is absolute truth. All right, Laura, let's finish up uh, question of the day. Yeah, the question of the day is, um, since the Washington Redskins are changing their mascot, Gary and I are going to give our ideas for what we think they should be. Um, so, Gary, what do you think? The Washington what's? I, I think I would go Warriors. Ooh. I, I, I think it's... You know, for those who are really tied to the name, the Redskins, um, you anybody can be a warrior. It can be Native American, male or female. It can be um, U.S. troops in any branch of the military. Uh, so, I, which could fit with the Washington D.C. area. So, I like. I think I like the Washington Warriors the best how about you and are you a fan of the alliteration that happens I, well? I am i like it you know ww they can sort of keep uh what is it don't they have a spear or an arrow they might be able to do something with that i don't know maybe you want to get rid of that too but i think they could they can keep their colors certainly and they have the ww they could do something fun on the logo maybe yeah it's an interesting choice. I saw one that was in the mix. Don't know if it'll win, but um, the Washington Redhawks um, after the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen. That's what they were called, the Redhawks. That was the name of the planes or something. That right, they... right. And so coming out of that area, I thought, what a cool move to totally flip it to that. So I liked that the most. And then if you have to kind of go generic, I mean, the senators or the... Something like that. 
I've seen the Americans, the Senators. I like the Red Hawks. By the way, Miami University of Ohio used to be the Redskins, and they changed their mascot a number of years back to the Red Hawks. Oh. Um, so that I, I, that's – I'm saying that that it's a nice – could be a nice transition, and you have the Tuskegee Airmen – connection there as well uh red tails i saw laura is a front runner oh red tails that's what it is what if it does win red tails that'd be good i would love um, yeah i think that's um uh, uh, again i like red tails and somebody tweeted that out and has a mock-up already whoa i better go um, put money on uh, the red tails Red tails, not the Trumpians, please. No, I won't. The red uh, but uh, yeah, there are plenty of plenty of names. I forget what else you you mentioned. Um, I think somebody said Bravehearts, Renegades, maybe. But yeah, Renegades was mentioned. A whole bunch of stuff connected to the city of DC. So you know, various things like senator, senators. What else were they? Lots of different things. Yeah, connected to the government. Um, well, I vote Warriors. All right. Well, we'll see. So everyone, discuss amongst yourself at home and name the new Washington Redskins, and we'll see who's right. All right, Laura. Fine job today. Great work, everyone. And I hope everybody has a great rest of the day. And thank you for joining A Day in Sports. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.